Hey guys, I'm Bethany, a type 5. And I'm Grace, a type 7. Welcome to Enneagrams, an Enneagram podcast. We are not experts, you guys. We are just Enneagram enthusiasts. This podcast is just for fun, and I hope that you have a great time listening. Grace, I have a question. <gasps> yes. <laughs> Do you like to read? I love to read. Thank you for asking. <laughs> Why would you ask such a question? Well, today we're talking about books we think the types should read. I'm so excited to talk about this. I am too. This is like maybe the most excited I've been for an episode yet. <gasps> wow. The books that we have are like so all over the place. We have like fiction, nonfiction, memoir. We have like inspirational book, a sciencey book, like it's it's just going to be great. The books kind of give us the vibe of the particular number or kind of like reflect the particular number and or we just think that you as that number would enjoy reading this because maybe you would see some of yourself in this book. So we each chose a book for each number mm -hmm. and we're going to kind of talk you talk to you about what the book is about, not give away too many spoilers, hopefully, but give you a synopsis of the book and then why we thought this was a good book for the number. Right. So where should we start today? I'm feeling like, let's just start with good old number one. Okay. Okay. All right. I'm gonna let you talk about your book first. Okay. <laughs> thought you'd never ask. <laughs> and y'all strap in because this is probably going to be a long episode because we're really excited to talk about these books. Yes. I picked like all of my favorite books. So <laughs> although I am tailoring them for specific numbers, I think everyone should read all of these books and I love talking about them. So <laughs> here we go. So this first book, what I chose for Enneagram Ones. I read this book when I was hiking the Pacific Crest Trail and over the five and a half months that it took me to hike that trail, I read 60 books. This was my favorite book that I read out of those 60 books. So wow. that's how much I love this book. It is called A Stranger in the Woods by Michael Finkel. So this book is a true story. It is the story of the last real hermit in the United States. Oh. So this man lived in Maine and he lived in the mountains. He lived out there by himself for 27 years. What? He did not speak to another human for 27 years. Wow. Except for one time he like ran into a hiker that had gotten lost and he said, Hey, and that's like all he said for 27 years. <laughs> wow. And so this guy over those 27 years, he would go into these like kind of summer communities. Cause a lot of people have summer homes up there and there were summer camps up there and he would steal things for his survival, but he wouldn't steal things like TVs or computers. He would steal things like cans of soup mm. and magazines and things like that. And so over these 27 years, the people in those communities knew that someone was stealing stuff, but it wasn't anything important enough to really get anything done. Mm -hmm. So over these decades, all these things started going missing and they finally realized that there's someone stealing stuff. And so he was finally caught because he had stolen all this stuff. So come comes in Michael Finkel, who is actually a journalist. <gasps> and he thought this story was so fascinating. So he kind of befriended this man by like corresponding letters because this guy was like under house arrest or in jail. Mm-hmm. And so he kind of befriends this guy, and that is what this book is. So he gives 
the background of this man, why he decided to go off into the wilderness. Um, he gives the background of the people that he stole stuff from. It is so incredibly fascinating. Mm -hmm. And I feel like ones would enjoy this firstly, because I feel like ones would enjoy a nonfiction book. Mm -hmm. You know, there are some numbers that might not enjoy nonfiction as much, but I think ones could appreciate that. Also, it's such a fascinating, like human character study Mm -hmm. because ones we know are idealists and they can tend to kind of see the world in black and white. Yes. Mm And so this kind of forces you to see the world from different perspectives because you see the world from this hermit who you think like, I could never relate to this man. Why would you ever go and live in the wilds of Maine? But you really understand him by the end of the book and you have empathy for him. And then you have empathy for the people that had things stolen from them. Mm -hmm. You feel you get to see the perspective of the police officers that had to deal with this case. You get to see Michael Finkel's journalistic mind and I think it is just so fascinating to kind of look at this really interesting story from multiple perspectives Mm -hmm. and I think that ones could really benefit from that um, because they do tend to kind of have tunnel vision for what they want right so that's why I chose a stranger in the woods that sounds fascinating oh my goodness so good. I have not read this book. We've talked a little bit beforehand of mm-hmm. books that we've read of each other's. We don't know which ones we read of mm-hmm. each other's suggestions, uh, but this is not one of the ones I've read, but that sounds so good. Oh my goodness. I absolutely recommend it. I think you would really enjoy it. I probably would. Okay. So thank you for sharing that, Grace. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> I don't know if I can describe my book with such vigor. bring the passion (laughs) okay so um i did not read this book on the pct uh, like grace did i read this book in high school (laughs) like a lot of people but if you have not read the book i'm about to talk about i highly suggest you do um and for my enneagram type one i picked a classic novel um i think ones would enjoy a classic novel and I uh, chose To Kill a, Mock- to Kill a Mockingbird um, by Harbor Lee. It is one of the first books that I read in high school that really gripped me. Um, because, you know, you're told to read classic novels and you're like, why is this classic? This sucks. You know, like, like why why is this, you know, got so much, you know, fame? Well, To Kill a Mockingbird has a scene in it that I like could not put down. And I like, I mean, talk about page turn. Like I wanted to know and talk and like, I really think ones will like it for their like righteous justice of this book. Mm. There's a lot of political um, symbolism and stances that are taken in the book. Um, and I think a one would either be furiated by the book um, or they would enjoy it and feel that sense of justice that one's, like to enjoy um so i picked to kill a mockingbird it is a book about um atticus finch and his two kids atticus finch he is a lawyer and he takes on the case of a black man in the deep south during the 1800s or early 1900s um and people are like you're crazy what are you doing why are you taking on this case and basically he has to fight for this man and you go through the entire 
court scene and it's just so amazing like if you are a fan of like law and order <laughs> if you want some justice like to kill a mockingbird is the way to go you well, did you had a lot of passion that was i did really so good. i guess i will talk with figure <laughs> all right so let's move on to our twos okay our t- my two book is a book that is very near and dear to my heart and if my mom is listening which she is i'm sure she also she's the one that turned me on to this book mm. it's called hind's feet on high places by hannah hunnard this book is kind of like a hug in book form it yeah. is so just warm and beautiful and hopeful this book is an allegory Mm. which if you don't know what an allegory means, it just means that it has a whole lot of symbolism in Mm -hmm. it. This is a Christian book, um, much like the Chronicles of Narnia are a Christian allegory, where if you are a Christian, you can read it and see the symbolism, but you can also enjoy it even if you aren't coming from a Christian perspective. And I think the same would be true for Heinz Feet on High Places. Um, But just so you know, going into it, it does have a lot of Christian symbolism in it. It was written back in 1955, so it kind of has not like old-timey writing like Shakespeare, but it has kind of like a romantic, rich kind of tone to it. Mm -hmm. So it's just – it's a – book that you can like sit there and just like drink it in and really sit with it and you can reread parts and and just get a lot from it it's really inspirational i feel like twos would enjoy it simply because it's just such a beautiful book Mm -hmm. and i feel like twos would appreciate the warmth that comes with it i feel like they would be able to catch a lot of the symbolism because they would read it really carefully i think that they would probably be able to relate to the main character a lot her name is much afraid and she her it's her journey really um throughout the book and i feel like twos might be able to see a lot of themselves in it and just i can see a two you know, cozying up on the couch mm. with a hot cup of tea <laughs> as, you know, snow is coming down out the window or whatever. Like I can just picture a two really, really appreciating this book. Mm. And it's just beautiful. It's beautiful. Oh. Yeah. That's Heinz Feet on High Places by Hannah yeah. Hunter. Hernard. 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 <laughs> <laughs> I think Hernard. <laughs> okay. Um, so my book is... I gave twos my absolute most favorite book of all time. This book is going to rip your heart out. So if you want a good cry, if you want to feel all the emotions, it is called A List of Cages, written by Robin Rowe. And it is about a boy who it's actually a dual narrative. And so it's from two boys perspectives. It's a boy who's in foster care. And then the boy who is the like in the family of the kid that's in foster care. So he's like a like foster brother kind of situation, but he's like an actual um, kid from the parents that are fostering. And so it's a dual narrative and they're both in high school. And so you t- it goes back and forth between the perspectives. And oh my goodness, like I, I've always had a heart for kids and foster kids in particular. And um, this book, I mean, it's just so good. It's thrilling. Um, there's some mystery in it as well. Um, when you're as the f- story of the foster kid is kind of unraveling, you figure out what's been going on and why he ends up in foster care. Um, and 
there's parts that are like very suspenseful um, and you just don't know exactly what's going to happen. And yeah, your heart will cry. Um, you will, you know, cry a mountain of tears. Uh, it is just so, so good. I gave it to twos um, because I think that twos in particular enjoy a good cry um, and um, and they're not ashamed of their good cries. And so this is this is a book, A List of Cages. It is a book that's going to tear your heart open. And I love it. It's just amazing. And that's coming from a five. <laughs> Imagine the emotions that a two would feel if I felt those. I've been wanting to read this book for so long because you have mentioned it so many times. It's it's way up at the top of my list. Yes. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Yes. Oh, so and good. I hate to cry, but, you know, I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll do it for a book. <laughs> okay. So my book for my lovely threes is the book Hidden Figures by Margot Lee Shelterly. This book was made into a very popular film a couple years ago, which you may have seen. The film is absolutely fantastic. I love it so much. But usually when you go and see a movie, you usually end up liking a book version or you like the movie version better. This is one of the rare occasions that I like both completely equally, but for totally different reasons. I think the movie is fantastic. And if you liked the movie or loved the movie, like most people did, you will love this book. It is the same story, obviously, but it just goes so much more in depth. And you get to know those women so much more. And there's, you know, so many more trials that they have to go through. And you hear more about their backstory. Oh, my goodness. It is so amazing. So if you don't know what this book is about, it is about three African-American women who were working with NASA in the, I want to say the 60s. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the 1960s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just, it centers around these three women and where they're going with their careers, basically, and all of the obstacles that there are that are in their way and the glass ceilings that they break one of them is a literal math genius and her dream is to work with nasa Mm -hmm. and develop their technology then there's another woman who is moving up in the management and in areas that women of her state just weren't able to achieve before her and then another one of the women are is trying to pursue an engineering degree, which was also unheard of. And these women are so inspiring and it's a true story. I feel like threes for obvious reasons would just feel so inspired because these women are the epitome of like hardworking, ambitious threes, Mm -hmm. but they handle their ambition with such grace and poise and just their inspirational. Yeah. And again, as I said, if you love the movie, you will love the book. Mm. So this is one I've seen the movie. I have not read the book, but mm-hmm. I feel like I need to, as a, a woman teacher mm-hmm. <laughs> out in this world, trying to mold young minds. Mm-hmm. I feel like I need to know more about these people, these women mm-hmm. who went above and beyond and like mm-hmm. broke down all of the barriers, ceilings, you know, mm-hmm. stereotypes, everything. Um, and so I'm probably going to read it just so that I can know more about these people and really, you know, empower women. Yeah. It's so inspiring as a woman and, oh my goodness, I just think, but (laughs) I I don't think you have to be a woman to read this book either and be inspired. Anyone Anyone can be inspired. Yeah. Okay. So my book I chose for threes is called The Testing uh, by Joelle 
Charbonneau. <laughs> I think that's how you say it. Um, and it is a dystopian trilogy. Um, that is one of my favorite genres to read. This is a dystopian, dystopian trilogy. Uh, this book is one of my favorite trilogies that I've ever read. Um, and it is about a girl um, who has to be, they get chosen for this testing to see if they're fit uh, to go on and do wonderful, amazing things. And if you don't pass the testing, then you get sent somewhere. It's never, it's never like clarified in the first book. Um, so, and so you had to pass all these rigorous, ridiculous tests. And um, I think threes would enjoy it because it's a super challenge. Like this character goes through a lot of challenges um, and she has to be the best, honestly, in order to move on. Um, the main character is super relatable. She's not one of those females characters that make stupid emotional decisions. It's written by a female author. And so she knows how to write a woman who can actually make logical decisions. And I've talked about this before with Grace, how I dislike when <laughs> female characters are written super emotional because I'm not that person. And so seeing that in female characters all over the place drives me nuts. So this book, that character is not like that. And and I love it. Um, so it's The Testing by Joelle Charbonneau. Um, and yeah, and she's like a major badass. And I'm just going to say it. <laughs> I've actually read this one. Yay! Tell me yeah, all your thoughts. I, I read it because... You recommended it. I've only read the first one. I will be honest with you. I didn't connect with it quite as much as you did. Um, but I totally understand why you loved it. And I totally see why you picked it for threes. I struggle. And I, we've talked about this before. And I felt the same way about Hunger Games. And y'all can come for me. Um, but like I had just a hard time connecting with the main character in mm -hmm. both of those series. But maybe if I did finish it. Maybe if I go back and read the next two books, mm -hmm. I can connect with her more. Um, but that's why I kind of had a hard time getting into it. But I have a history of struggling <laughs> to understand characters. strong, not strong characters, but like <laughs> those dystopian <laughs> women. I don't know. <laughs> I want my characters weak. <laughs> okay, moving on to our fours. Now, Four was a tough one for me to choose because there were about 8 million books that I could have chosen for fours because I love fi fantasy novels and, you know, magical fantasy, all that could have picked anything for a four. But I ended up choosing The Night Circus by Aaron Morgenstern, which this is a very popular book. So I imagine that a number of you guys who are listening have read this book. This book is so magical. It really is. It's about this magical circus that just pops up in random locations. And this book has so many different character and storylines and intertwining storylines. So you get to know people that are circus workers. You get to know people that are in the villages where this circus meets and how they all interact with each other. There's everything. There's romance. There's action. There's mystery. There's just, there's so many facets of this book. But literally why I chose this book for fours is because this book has the single most beautifully written chapter I have ever read in my Ooh. entire life. It Literally, when I was reading this book, it stopped me in my tracks, and I was just in awe of this chapter. It was It's this chapter where they like go into a tent, 
And there's all these different like little vials that they open up. And when they open them, there's different scents and they're kind of like transported to these different locations. And it's just so visual and so beautifully written. And I feel like fours would just appreciate the magic and the mayhem and the fun, but also just drink in the visual majesty of this book it's so beautifully written mm-hmm. and we've we've talked about that before with fours mm-hmm. that they just write things beautifully and they say things beautifully and i just think that they would really enjoy this novel mm-hmm. that's good i have not read this one and so it sounds really good the mm-hmm. night think you'd like it yeah i am mean, i probably like all these books yeah probably <laughs> um my recommendation for fours is Everybody Always by Bob Goff. Uh, this is a memoir of sorts. Um, he, Bob Goff, his books are just a pleasure to read. Um, he writes stories about the people he encounters. Um, and it's just, it's always a quick read. And I think fours would enjoy his books um, in particular because uh it's just about people and about empathy and mm-hmm. connecting with people um and it's almost it's also kind of like a case study on people uh and so i don't know i think uh, fours are i could be wrong but i know fours are kind of into anthology and you know the study of people especially like a four wing five um and so i just think it'd be a really good book for fours to read um, and just read these quick stories of people he encounters. And there's usually some overarching message that he has. And I read this book on the plane ride back from Switzerland. Um, And so I read it in one sitting and by the end of it, I was crying um, because it's just so amazing to see the impact that Bob Goff and his kindness was just able to do throughout the world. Um, and yeah, I think fours would enjoy this empathetic study of people. I love that. I actually have this book, but I have not read it yet. So oh, I'm going to have to pick it up. Yeah. It's a quick read. Um, yeah. and, but I think it, I think it's super enjoyable. And I think Bob Goff is a seven on the Enneagram. Mm-hmm. I um, think I have listened to a, a podcast with him. Yeah, I think he's a seven. So he's very adventurous and loves being around people and and telling Mm -hmm. the stories. And so, but I think a four would enjoy this book a lot. Cool. I love it. Mm -hmm. All right. Next for our fives. Bethany, I don't know if you, I think you read this book. I made you read this book, right? Yes, you did. Okay. I love this book. (laughs) This book is called Quiet by Susan Cain. The whole Long title is Quiet, The Power of Introverts in a World That Can't Stop Talking. Yes. So, <laughs> so obviously, it's a book about introverts. So you know partially why I chose this book is because, yes, many fives are introverted. Mm-hmm. What I love about this book is it is just an utter celebration of everything that it means to be introverted. It gives you like the history of introversion and how you know, in today's society, it's kind of like the ideal personality is extroverted, but that only started like in the seventies, right? Eighties or seventies or eighties. Yeah. But for the longest time throughout all of our history, you know, to be like soft-spoken and chivalrous and thoughtful and those kind of things, that's what the ideal person was, which are all introverted characteristics. 
it also is such an amazing book because she she goes into like how to raise a child if you have an introverted child and maybe you don't know what to do with them. She also interviews different introverted people. One of my favorite interviews is she interviews a man who is, he's an associate pastor at this mega church out in California where he's surrounded by evangelicals who are all extroverted. And so he talks about why being an introvert is actually really helpful to their staff. And it's just, it makes you feel really good as an introvert. I'm an introvert, even though I'm a seven, and I felt so seen Mm -hmm. and so at peace with myself after I read it, because I was like, yeah, you know, I'm, there's all these wonderful things about my personality, even if I'm not extroverted. So I think that fives should read it and feel celebrated and party. And so, and I'm just going to jump on the bandwagon here for a second. We are told from a young age by our teachers, you need to speak up. You need Mm -hmm. to be louder. You mm-hmm. need to stand up for yourself. You need to, mm-hmm. you know, you need to be more extrovert. You need to go make friends. We're told from a young age. And I was not that kid. I was mm-hmm. the shy kid. Do not call on me. I yeah. know what's going on. I knew the answer. I did not want the attention. Yeah. Please don't give me that attention. It was the worst thing for me. Mm-hmm. And as a teacher now, I do not call on my quiet kids. Mm-hmm. I, I don't force them to do something they don't want to do. I do not force them to stand in front of a in front of a class. If they're on the verge of tears, if they're freaking out about being in front of their peers, I am not going to force them to do that. Mm-hmm. They will grow out of it. They will yeah. be able to do it later when they are adults. Yeah. <laughs> These are children. I literally can pinpoint every single person from my past who did exactly what you're talking about, who like forced me to do things that I was not ready for. I can remember them with such disdain, you know, and I'm the same way. I'm not a teacher in the same capacity that you are, but I have been a teacher in the past and I was the same way. If I had a really shy student, I was not going to force them to do things that they weren't ready to do. Mm -hmm. And you know what? They're all thriving. Yes. (laughs) Sorry, I'm gonna do a whole TED talk right now. <laughs> but no, it's just it's just important to understand introversion is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It is not, and it's like what was the statistic? Eighty percent of people are introverted, yeah. and twenty percent are extroverted. Mm-hmm. It's just the twenty percent are louder than the eighty percent. Yeah, and I don't. We don't mean to like no, nag on our extroverted people but no. i i'm gonna say this i feel like introverted people understand extroverted people better than extroverted people understand That's... introverted people right and so i would highly encourage not just my fives out there but also if you're an extrovert read this book too because i swear you will understand your siblings your significant other your children so much better right if you read this book and this it's sets, fascinating and that's the whole point of the enneagram too is to help us understand other people mm-hmm. and understand their motivations and what's going on in their brain and so this is why we do this <laughs> so please <laughs> read the book okay we talked like 15 minutes about that yes <laughs> Okay. My book for fives is called The Rosie Project by Graeme Simpson. <laughs> I don't know how to say this. It is a British you author. I... Graham? Graham? It could be Graham. It might be Graham. D-R-A-E-M-E. I don't Graham. It's a British author and they have, you know, weird names. Um, so this is about a man who is 
probably a five in the book. The main character is probably a five. Um, he struggles with people and understanding people. Um, he does have some, um, he misses social cues and he likes being by himself. He likes studying research and he comes up with projects. Um, and so he initially, um, somebody, some stranger tells him one day, um, you would be a good husband. And marriage actually wasn't even something he had on his mind. And so when someone said that he was like, wow, Maybe I would be a good husband. So he begins the wife project, what he calls the wife project. And he comes up with a list of ideal traits in a woman and what he would like. And <laughs> which we all know that doesn't go the way, <laughs> the way you think it will. <laughs> you end up well, not with what you want, but what you need. Um, and so he starts the wife project and then his wife projecting he comes across this girl named rosie and she actually is looking for her dad and because this guy who is a scientist um with studies like genetics and everything he actually helped her find her dad and so then it becomes the rosie project because slowly mm -hmm. over the book he starts to you know develop feelings you know and all those things and it's just a, a it's like a scientific romance kind of novel and it's really really cute it's hilarious because of the oddities of him and her and she is a, like a more brash kind of character and so it's it's really a fun read um i think it's great i love that i definitely want to read that that sounds like something <laughs> i would really enjoy i love it yes and i like how different those two books are for our five <laughs> yeah, friends that's a different <laughs> <laughs> all right let's move right along to sixes i love this book so much and this book just screams six vibes and yes. that is little women by louisa may alcott this book is just all about family and loyalty it follows four sisters their mother one of their best friends and it follows them from a young age into adulthood into womanhood mm-hmm and all the different trials that go on in their lives. I think it takes place in like early, sometime in the 1900s. Early 1900s. Yeah, right around World War One, I, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, and so it is a period book. Obviously, you may have seen there have been tons of movie and TV mm -hmm. show adaptations, which for the most part, have all been really good. Mm -hmm. So that's fun. But why I feel like it's just such a six book is because it's just all about loyalty. And you're, I just always picture sixes as just really family-oriented people. I think it's also such a neat book because no matter who you are, man, woman, child, whatever, frog, you will <laughs> read this book and you'll relate to one of the characters. You yeah. always see yourself reflected in one of the characters. And I feel like a lot of times with sixes, they kind of feel like they just, maybe they get pushed under the rug or, you know, there are a lot of sixes in the world. So maybe they don't feel as unique as they want mm -hmm. to. And so if you read this book, you're just going to feel really seen. Yes. And I, I just, I think, I think sixes really enjoy this book. I think anyone would really enjoy this book. Yes, and if I could join any fic fictional family, it would be the, the March, March sister. Yeah, yeah, because they just—they're precious and adorable, and uh, it's another one that will rip your heart out, though. If you if you don't know the story, yes. it'll rip your heart out. That's true, but also I'm going to add because so many of our sixes do have anxiety and worries. Mm -hmm. This is such a beautiful, pleasant book. Yes, there are, as you said, there's a 
some very sad parts. But like, I can just see if you want a getaway novel. Hold on, hold on a second. Hey, hey. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm keeping this in. This is hilarious. She's going to break up her fur babies. They're in a tift. Okay. Um, my book for the six is called Maybe You Should Talk to Someone by Lori Gottlieb. Um, this is a memoir of sorts. Um, this is the story of a therapist. Um, she actually, it's the story of when, how she started going to therapy, a therapist who started going to therapy. Um, and I picked this one for six, sixes because they talks, she talks a lot about, um, her patients where she, they change, she changes names and all that good stuff. She, but she tells the stories of her patients and I do think sixes could possibly benefit from seeing some of the characteristics in the, in the characters. Um, you know, we know that sixes have anxiety and, and stressors and all that good stuff. And so I think they might possibly relate to a character, um, and be able to get therapy of sorts. Um, but it is a story about the therapist and how she ends up going to therapy in the end. Cause I think maybe therapists think they are exempt from therapy. <laughs> um, and so it just goes to show that I think therapy is good for everybody and talking about your issues is good for everybody. Um, and so it, it's an interesting tale. Um, and uh, it's told from the therapist perspective. And so you get s- stories, many stories within um, this bigger overarching story with her patients. So it's really interesting. I highly recommend. That sounds fascinating. I like that a lot. I've never heard of that one. Yeah. Maybe you should talk to someone. All right, let's move on to sevens. Y'all this, I chose my favorite book. <laughs> for sevens. Five? Wow. But you'll understand. But it's, a, it's a perfect example because I'm a seven and I love this book. <laughs> so much but i'm gonna have a lot to say about it so just 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 turn on your listening ears everyone all right (laughs) my favorite book and my book i chose for sevens is into the wild by john krakauer Mm. this was also made into a very famous movie which i also love and it's the same as hidden figures in that i love the book and the movie for totally different reasons but i love them both so much This is, if you're not familiar with this story, I don't know where you've been living because it's extremely famous. It's a true story. It happened in the 90s. This man, young man named Chris McCandless, graduated college and decided that he wanted, he didn't want the life that his parents wanted for him. They had a very kind of strict household and they had a plan for him and he didn't desire that. So he sold everything he had. He left everything behind and literally walked into the wild. And he spent over a year just traveling around the United States, doing odd jobs. He was basically living as a hobo. He went down into Mexico, went all over the place. His ultimate goal was to get to Alaska and just live off the land in Alaska. And throughout all of his travels, he met so many different people and he kept journals. And then... Here's how it ends, but everyone should know how this ends by now. Um, Sadly, when he made it to Alaska, he lived out there for a few months, but unfortunately some things went wrong and he ended up passing away Mm -hmm. out there in the wild of Alaska. And so when his body was found, his story just made international news, which is where John Krakauer comes in. He was a journalist and he wrote this massive article for 
Outside Magazine, I believe it was. And it was such a successful article that he ended up making it into, turning it into a full book, which is what this is. And so it's John Krakauer's words, but he used a lot of Chris McCandless's words. Chris also went by Alexander Supertramp on the road. <laughs> um, he used a lot of his journals. He also went and interviewed all the different people that Chris interacted with, and he pieced it all together into this incredible book. Mm -hmm. I love it so much. Um, it's a very polarizing story. Like you either look at Chris as an inspiration and you really admire him or you think he was nuts. I obviously admire him a lot. And that was one of the main reasons why I did the PCT because I wanted kind of a, a walkabout kind of journey that he had, um, under different circumstances, of course. Um, but why I think Sevens would really enjoy this is because Chris really wanted an authentic life mm -hmm. and he wanted to leave behind anything that didn't have a lot of meaning. I think mm -hmm. that fours could really see a lot of themselves in Chris as well. Um, I almost picked this for four, to be honest, um, mm -hmm. but he just really sought authenticity. He also was not afraid of change, which we've talked about that with Sevens a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, he also collected stories and collected people. And I mean, you could look down on that in a lot of ways. Um, and whenever John went and interviewed these different people, it was kind of sad because a lot of them would talk about what an impact that Chris had on them and how mm -hmm. much they loved him. They had like really deep relationships with him. They would look at him as a brother or a son or a best friend, but then he would just pick up and leave onto mm -hmm. the next place. But and that's kind of how sevens are. And we're here for a good time, but not a long time, which right. we've said that multiple times. And I absolutely feel like Chris was that way. Um, but in general, I just I really admire his life goal of like seeking authenticity and seeking a purpose and adventure. And I feel like sevens would just really, really relate to him. And it's so amazing. I love it so much. I could listen to you talk about your passions all day long. <laughs> That's so inspiring. Well, he was also a super profound guy. Like if you go on Pinterest or Instagram, there are quotes by Christmas Candless all over the place. So he made such an impact mm -hmm. on the world, even if he mm -hmm. had a short life. Mm -hmm. How old was he when he died? I believe he was like, 23 yeah he was young yeah because he had just graduated college and then he traveled mm -hmm. for like a year or two and then he passed away so he was he was quite young mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. okay I have seen the movie I have not read the book but I have seen the movie my four boyfriend made me watch the movie and I immediately was hooked <laughs> and so it was really good um my choice for sevens is actually a very popular book right now and Adrian and I um, listened to it uh, when we drove to New Mexico. Uh, we listened to the audiobook, and it's called The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. Uh, and this book has a very interesting premise. Um, it is about a girl who is not satisfied in her life, and she actually tries to commit suicide. Um, and as she is in this place between life and death, she goes to this place called The Midnight Library, and she goes... And there's millions of books in this library. And there's a person, like, I think it's like her fourth grade library teacher that's there. Um, and she 
basically tells her you can live any life you want to right now. And so they, she pulls up books and she can dive into the life and enjoy it and see what it's like if she had made a different decision somewhere along the road. And so she was, she's able to like basically undo a regret that she has and she can dive into that life and see what life be, her life would be like if she had chose something different. And I think sevens would enjoy that because I think sevens live a million lives, you know, and I think they want to do everything and see everything. Um, and so, yeah, so I think sevens would enjoy this book. Have you read this one? So this book, I am actually about halfway through this book. <laughs> I almost picked this for seven. I'm really? not going to lie. Seven or four. I think it could yes. work for either of those. Yeah. I I think it's a fantastic choice because I absolutely felt myself reflected in wanting. And she has so much FOMO because she wants yes. to do so much. And like, yes. I feel like one of the her last statements before she tries to take her life is something about like not being able to do everything that she wants to or something Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. and she's not satisfied yeah she's not satisfied um Mm -hmm. so i think that's a baller awesome choice Mm -hmm. for seven it's it's so good and um (laughs) while we were listening in the car the audiobook was a british um person reading it and mulligan is it carrie mulligan oh yeah and i kept falling asleep because it was so relaxing (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it's a soothing voice yeah and i was like wait pause <laughs> go back i missed like the last 30 minutes because <laughs> i fell asleep <laughs> so don't listen while you're driving <laughs> unless someone else is driving you <laughs> or operating heavy machinery right. <laughs> <laughs> all right excellent choice all right let's move along to eight my eight choice is actually quite similar to my seven choice my book is called tracks by robin davidson it's another true story but this one is actually written by the woman herself so i guess it's more of a memoir robin davidson is an Australian woman. And back, I believe it was in the 80s, she decided as a young woman that she wanted to trek across Western Australia by herself. And if you don't know anything about Western Australia, it's a giant desert. It is very harsh. That's why not the continent of Australia actually doesn't have a huge population because a huge portion of Australia is just desert. And so no one had done this before. People thought she was nuts. No one like believed in her, but she had so much tenacity and so much drive to do this. And this book is so fascinating because it goes through her entire journey of why she decided she wanted to do this in order to do this trek she had to have camels come with her and if you don't know much about domesticating camels it's <laughs> it's a lot it's quite challenging and so she spent like 2 years working with camel farms learning how to train them up and trying to you know get some camel farmers to give her some camels and that's a whole thing and then of course the big journey across and like national geographic was covering this this trek that she was on and she deals with so much tragedy and danger and it's exciting and I feel like eights would absolutely see themselves in her she's 100% an eight (laughs) Um, she's like so tough and takes nobody's crap like she is super super girl power 
all that kind of stuff. But I feel like eights would just feel empowered and kind of like with the five, how I was saying like a five will probably feel seen when they read that book. I feel like an eight would feel seen reading her memoir. And I think they would just be inspired. Wow. Okay. That sounds awesome. Um, My book is written by Andy Weir, who is the author of The Martian. Um, So if you're a fan of The Martian, this is another book of his. This book, I think, is better than The Martian. Um, It is called Project Hail Mary. Um, It is a sci-fi novel. So for all my sci-fi fans out there, um, and eights, I suggested y'all do a book club back in the hobbies episode. So this would be a great book to do a book club over. (laughs) There's so much to talk about. Um, This is uh, about a guy who... Um, has to save the world. <laughs> and and so it tells you um, kind of why he's doing what he's doing. It takes place in space um, for a lot of it um, and trying, he has to solve a lot of problems. It's very challenging. It's thrilling. It's gripping. Um, you don't know how it's going to end. Um, it has one of the most satisfying endings that I've <gasps> ever, ever read in a book. Like, very satisfying i'm often upset with how books end especially good books that are like Mm -hmm. going through and you're like cruising and you're like this is so good and then there's like a terrible ending and you're like well that just ruins everything this is one of the most satisfying endings ever um and so it's really really interesting um and yeah he's got to solve a lot of um challenges and yeah and so it's just yeah i think it's a good book it's project hail mary by andy weir um, have you read this one? I have not, but I love The Martian. So yeah. I don't know why I haven't looked into more books by him because I think that's a fantastic book. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that sounds yeah, it's so sounds good. great. Yeah. All right. So let's move on to our last number, which is our wonderful nines. My book, oh, it's one of my other favorites. And it's bear with me because it's going to be a little bit difficult for me to describe why this is a perfect nine book, but here we go. Um, my book is The Princess Bride by William Goldman. <gasps> the same as that amazing cult classic film? Yes. Thank you for asking. So this, <laughs> if you haven't, if you didn't know, that book or that movie is actually based on a real book. If you love the movie, you will love the book. The book is so much more in depth and goes so much deeper with all the characters. It is, but it's also just as fun and silly and quirky and goofy. But the reason why I chose it for nines is because it is truly the most uniquely written book I have ever read in my life. The way this book is written, it's by William Goldman, a real man who actually wrote this book, but he's written it as if it's an abridged version of a book by S. Morgenstern, which you hear about that man in the in the movie. He says, The Princess Bride by S. Morgenstern. S. Morgenstern is not a real person. William Goldman is. And so it is written just so cleverly because it's the story. But then, quote unquote, William Goldman will come in with his own like thoughts and opinions and stories that have to do with the story. Like it is just so funny and so unique. I was just like in awe the entire time I read this book and just, it opened up like a whole different way that you can write a book. And I was amazed, Mm. but why I thought it would be good for a nine is because 
one, it's just a fun book. Much like when I said, you know, Heinz Feet on High Places or Little Women, they're just fun and they're peaceful and you can just sit down with hot cocoa and read this book <laughs> for a good time, peaceful time. Mm-hmm. But also it's just, it forces you to have a strong opinion about it because it's so uniquely written. And I can see nines after they read that they have to form an opinion and then they could have interesting conversations. I love talking about this with people that have also read this book Mm. because it causes you to have kind of such a, a visceral reaction to it. And I Mm. feel like nines could really benefit from reading such a unique book and Mm. then being able to have, a really strong opinion of it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think it's good to force nines to make opinions. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I force all my nine friends to be opinionated. <laughs> um, well, yeah, that's, that sounds, I haven't read the book. I have seen the movie. I have not read the book, but um, I didn't realize, I guess I didn't realize that it, you know, it, it's the way you described it. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't, I guess I didn't know that. Um, I don't even think I knew it was a book. And I believe that William Goldman wrote the screenplay or at least was heavily involved in writing the screenplay for the book, for the movie. So it just matches up so beautifully with it. Okay, cool. Um, So our last book recommendation for today, um, I'm sure we will do more of these because... I could have listed like a thousand more. Yeah. Um, and we're already at like an hour long. I know. So. Like we have to, we have to stop at some point. Um, <laughs> so our last book um, for nines, it is a tale of survival. Um, it is a classic book. I've read it to my students every year um, that I've taught fifth grade. Uh, Cause I, I enjoy it so much. There's so much to get out of it. It's hatchet by uh, Gary Paulson. Um, if you have not read this book, it is about a boy. His name is Brian, and he is on an airplane above the Canadian wilderness to go see his dad. Um, and his plane crashes. Well, actually, the pilot ends up having a heart attack. This happens in the first like few pages of the book, so I'm not spoiling anything. Um, the pilot has a heart attack and dies in the on the plane, and so he has to figure out what he's going to do. How is he going to survive? And so it is the story of this boy who he's, I think, 13. He challenge after challenge, trying to solve his problems and merely just survive. He talks about the Canadian wilderness a lot and talks about being outdoors and just being a survivalist and how he learns to be a survivalist. Um, And it's great. It's a great story. It's a quick read. Um, You're going to read it. I am super fast. My nine dad literally just read this book um, for the first time the other week and he thoroughly enjoyed it and he's an avid reader. And so it's not like you're reading a kid's book at all. It's, it's, it's a good book Um, and there's so much symbolism and there's, it's amazing. So Hatchet by Gary Paulson. If you have not read it, I highly recommend it. Tale of Survival. It's wonderful. I have to read that book. I have to. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You must read all of the books that yes, I have on the list. Same. <laughs> I will. That, I'll read. <laughs> that will be our next episode is we're all reviewing each other's books. <laughs> so it's a reaction video. <laughs> Let's record ourselves while we're reading. <laughs> that would be very interesting. <laughs> All right. Well, we must wrap this up. Thank you, guys. If you have made it to the end of this episode, we applaud you. And here is a virtual cookie for you. Enjoy that. Just take it. All right. We love this for you. 
yeah we're gonna go ahead and yeah end it here um i never know how to end the episodes because i just want to keep talking about all the things well we gotta let's, go. let's end with a call to action because okay. have you ha- have you guys read any of these books do you have any opinions on these books do you think we're not so crazy oh <laughs> You know, just let us know. We want to hear all your thoughts. Yeah, give us book recommendations. We love reading, so we'll read them for sure. If you didn't realize that yet. We (laughs) love reading, so. Make sure you follow us on Instagram. Yes. Bye. Bye. (laughs) 